Hello Dilnaz. Mullafuri, good to have you back one week later, man. How are you enjoying the the page so far? And Instagram in general. <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. Suhafia, one other person joined. What is up? Very cool to see you guys here. And what did you guys think about the Instagram happening over the weekend? You know, that was a milestone. It was something incredible. <laughs> Launching my masterclass. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you guys something very special and personal. And, um, you know, it's this community has been incredible through the development of everything. The My Money Talks site, the masterclass launched this weekend and it was the first time we ever launched something like this and that masterclass is complete, complete with the workbook journal. We've been getting messages for people that are currently doing the masterclass and finding breakthrough moments in their life. It's just too cool. So we're just gathering it and uh, we'll be sharing that with you so far. The launch went incredibly well, alhamdulillah. And uh, I want you guys to to hear this, you know, the team worked so hard to bring that to launch at midnight on a Friday night. Uh, if you guys want to know the feedback behind that, uh, I just thought it was going to be a cool idea, you know, taking control of your life to live it on your own terms. Who's ready to stay up on a Friday night, which is traditionally known to be, you know, for other reasons than your best life. Uh, one might argue, <laughs> and stay up to twelve o'clock midnight to 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 really and and it was it was it was awesome to see. I was up early. I, I made a phone call to the very first person that purchased the masterclass. Um, that was I think at around two or three minutes past twelve. Obviously the registration, the sign up, etc. The team was there looking at the analytics. Someone that purchased the course and was doing it throughout the weekend pointed out. Uh, just a minor bug on the site which we fixed and we were all switched on during the weekend and I want to ask you guys to just say a little bit of a prayer um, because one of the members of our team over the weekend lost a family member and that was it was hard to deal with you know uh, and, and and this is me you know for obviously for 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 the person the member of the team who lost um, a close family member uh, just say a prayer, right guys, you know, we're living in these times and these things happen so suddenly and, um, you know, the team was all switched on and they were switched on for everyone here and across the platforms and the channels. So if, if you're here and listening to it, just, just make a, make a special prayer, right? Um, anyway, the topic of today, nice to have you guys here. What is happening, Rashad, uh, Renal, Yusuf? Uh, Ills, BDS, Kanya, Patch, FYI, the green patch uh, is a real grey area in Sharia. It's actually on the other side, right? You could use CBD oils, by the way, out of interest sake, um, harvested from the plant. <laughs> and um, the topic today, guys, what is the difference between Sharia investing and normal investing? So before we start this session, think about it. The difference for those that aren't, who, who don't look at Sharia investing may want to listen because there's a trend going towards sustainable investing these days uh, to find a return, socially responsible investing, ESG is what they call it. And uh, perhaps this is of interest to you because there are similarities. So questions on that. Um, it's, it's a Q&A session. You know, we, we had a few questions beforehand. Uh, and, and I'll address that in the session. We will be talking about anything Sharia versus normal practice in the world. What are the benefits? Uh, how do you do it? Whatever questions you have, you know, we will talk about Sharia investing ideas, right? Uh, and a few other things, you know, something that I've, I've, I've noted down here uh, in terms of the false narratives versus the real consequences in, in your life that you may be facing as a normal investor or a Sharia investor. So, Huge engagement through the session, guys, once again. Uh, for those that have joined, welcome Asma, uh, Wes, Ismail Amod, you legend, uh, Dilupar and Irshad Ali. Welcome to Raisa Vegas, Danzi Doodles, the Raisa Vegas, who is 
on that side of the premises. AKA my wife. Good to have you, uh, baby. And um, cool, shocker, what is up? So take it straight into the session. For those that missed the intro, you gotta watch it again. It was quite cool. Um, first thing, right? Show of hands, put a little hand emoji and say me. How many people think life insurance is haram? How many people here have medical aid? Let's give a thumbs up for that one. So you got the raised hand for thinking life insurance is haram, thumbs up for medical aid. Uh, I don't know, I suppose any other emoji for, for car insurance. How many people here are Muslim have life insurance anyway? And perhaps you're looking at it from a tie your camel perspective um, or, you know, the lesser of two evils perspective, right? Uh, for that, oh, there's a lot of hearts. Thank you very much. You don't have life insurance. I know who you are. Jesus. <laughs> um, what is up? So let's look at these feedbacks. We've got one hand, other hand. How many people think life insurance is haram was that question. Uh, FYI, stay for this one. It isn't. And we can deal with questions. You're welcome to ask why. You're welcome to ask how. And uh, let's explore it. For those of you that feel like you, your brains have been shaking at any point in this, please request to be in the live and ask a question because we are, for those that have tuned in every week for the many weeks in 2020 when we started the show, uh, we always wanted to make this a high engagement uh, kind of radio show. And until we find the platform through all of these launches and all the crazy things that are happening in My Money Talks, let's just try. Let's have fun. This is a community. It's social media. We're supposed to message, we're supposed to encourage, we're supposed to all learn and grow. And guess what? We are here for you, right? The whole team. So how many more shows of hands? Um, people thumbs up was uh, medical aid, I believe. Yeah, medical aid, medical aid. Well, I'm expecting a lot of thumbs up. Uh, and we have another hands up life insurance is haram. Very interesting. Okay. What stories have you heard? Um, again, somebody spend some time, type a question, type a, a paragraph. Let's discuss these things because when it comes to the Sharia market and, and Sharia investing specifically, not just behavior and finance, we can talk about all of it versus normal investing. The reality is that there is little difference. You see, when it comes to Sharia investing, Sharia is a religious law, right? It's Islamic law. And it governs the way to live your life. And similar to, I'm, I'm sure, the Bible or the, the, what do you call it? The Torah, right? Uh, and, and multiple other books, right? And transcripts of ways of living, um, Buddhism, so on and so forth. There's always principles. Uh, there's always uh, conduct and how you, 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 you conduct yourself and live your life to be a good human being. And so when it comes to Sharia, investing, investing comes from the principles of... Uh, of, of how do you invest with meaning? How do you invest with purpose? And how do you derive your return without doing anybody down or dealing in bad activities, wrongful activities, activities that bring harm, right? So for, for those that are here that uh, may, have, uh, may have not heard this before, the word interest or in its purest form in Arabic is called riba, right? And, uh, and that is to leverage somebody's misfortune, right? To, uh, an example is similar to interest. If uh, somebody needs money from you uh, and, and asks you for help and assistance, it's not a cool thing to give them money and then say, actually, you've got to pay me more. Because that person's already in a bad situation and that is taking advantage of that bad situation, right? Um, you know, some circles and, and, and it's a growing school of thought is, uh, you know, interest-based finance leads to several sorts of inefficiencies in, uh, inefficiencies in culture, in your population, you know, that significant amount of debt, what we know today as the debt cycle, which forms part of the economic cycle, it's pretty much how the world runs on debt, uh, increases the risk in trading financial markets and exposes economies to instability. Um, and downturns and just affects jobs and creates bad vibes. 
So one can say that the debt cycle, the problems and all of the things that we're seeing, I mean, I wouldn't say interest created the virus, but look at the bad times we have. And yet the world is at high as debt levels, basically, and uh, interesting food for thought, right? Which is why the, the common trend, not just Sharia investing, but the term uh, ESG social investing, um, you know, it's social and governance ethical investing has come about. So you guys are going to start hearing that term more frequently and uh, notice they're very similar, right? It's, it's about lowering corruption, etc., etc., in in the businesses as one invests in. So before I go further into, into the details, let me just tie this point off of Sharia investing. Why I say they're the same, if you look at a Sharia equity fund and if you look at a normal equity fund and equity issues, right? Um, what you what you won't see in the Sharia fund is anything sailing uh, with the sale of alcohol, tobacco, pork products, adult entertainment, gambling, military equipment or weapons because bad, uh, really really leads to good things. Um, collection of interest paid by a borrower to a lender in conventional financial services, and uh, all things that don't align to Sharia law for various ethical reasons. That's the difference. So in those equity fund portfolios, you won't see AB InBev, formerly known as, uh, what is it, South African breweries. You won't see British American Tobacco. And uh, perhaps you won't see Nasplex. Interesting point, because if you look at those three shares over the year 2018, uh, 2019, those three shares were holding the return and stability of the entire JSE, right? So it becomes a bit riskier to invest for Sharia clients, right? I've got a question. Coming in, going live with Manu. What is up, man? Let's see. I've approved a request to go live. And connect. What is happening, guys? Sun King joins Zihad. Um, Notorious. Juna G. It's a cool name, man. Ria Munira is connecting at the moment. Guys, just, I've never gone live with somebody on my Instagram, so please tell me in the comments, thumbs up, whatever, if you are getting this feed while we're waiting for Munira to join. Okay. Sorry, man. Yeah. Munira left. That is fine. Let us continue. Any questions? Let me just check here so far. Coming back to the thumbs up on medical aid, on car insurance and other emojis. Uh, and, and more importantly, for those that joined, we said show of hands for those that believe life insurance is haram. It, uh, it isn't, right? So questions on that, because as of the 1st of February, there's one insurer in this country that... Uh, we so happen to be partnered with on the will side through the My Money Talks um, platform. So when you go request a free will uh, that have brought to market the first Halal Sharia life insurance product. Uh, again, show of hands, uh, which emoji can we pick? Let's do the peace sign. Uh, for those that would like to see uh, a session like this, where we review one of those products in comparison to a different company's products. Something that I'm keen to do this year, uh, live comparisons. We go through each paperwork and kind of see what is what and what is good and what is, eh, you know, what you could do without. Let us move on, man. I was so interested to see what Munira was going to say over there and ask him that question, right? And these are just what is happening. So guys, Coming back to, if you've just joined, we've done a few things. You might want to watch the introduction again. We're on the path versus Sharia investing versus uh, normal investing. We've already said they're very similar. We've said why they're different. And uh, we are going to be going through Sharia investing ideas for this year, um, as well as false narratives versus real consequences that you may be facing in your life when it comes to your personal finance as a Muslim investor. Because... Yeah, let's hit it straight, right? When it comes to Sharia investing or the Muslim 
financial personal finance client there are limited options however that has been changing over the years right so we said without those three shares there is a higher risk that you're accepting because of the volatility amongst generally resources shares and uh, which is which is what you kind of see that is halal right telecommunications so on and so forth and um, over the last couple of years we've seen an emergence of let's go back here in investing you need a proper asset allocation. Where can you invest? Uh, equities, properties, bonds, cash, right? Offshore versions of that, commodities. Uh, and uh, that, that, that are halal, right? So you get commodities, they're halal. Um, the, the Sharia compliant ones, you do get cash these days, interest or fixed income vehicles that are halal. You get Sharia fixed deposits, you get Sharia call accounts. And uh, you get sukuks. Sukuks are Sharia compliant bonds and property, depending how you deal with them. And if you lower the leverage, meaning the debt, uh, you, you can make a halal living off that as an investment and you get shares in businesses, right? So when you look at that, before anybody invests, what you always want to consider are five things, right? How money grows, compounding interest, compounding effect. Uh, however you guys imagine that, how many people... Um, We've got a request again. How many people? I'm going to finish this point, Sivabalo, while she's joining and uh, come in over here. Uh, compound interest, your investment strategy, considering risk, time, and the types of investment vehicles that you use. So we are connecting with the first guest. I hope this doesn't bomb out. I hope it wasn't a mistake. And... Uh, yeah, guys, keep the comments going. So we, we, we just spoke about compound interest strategy as a Sharia investor or a normal investor. What is investment strategy? Who believes they have an investment strategy? And uh, let me know in the comments below. Because the reality is the biggest in South Africa around investing is how to invest, right? I've got four videos on how to invest, right? And five, five and a complex one on how you look at, uh, consider reviewing your investment strategy, right? So Sibabalo is unable to join, let us back. I mean, she's gonna get focused back on where we're heading with this live. Get focused and I forget what I was saying, right? Strategy, I was talking about strategy. So biggest search term is how to invest. And yet I keep getting these questions. Where do I invest? How do I invest? And yet, when I take that conversation a little bit more detailed, not even complex, guess what happens? People say, okay, thank you. What does that mean? What difference is it gonna make in your life if you don't have something you're working towards? You know, a lot of people that ask questions and I have a lump sum, where should I invest it? First question I ask back, what is it for, right? So in building a strategy, what are you investing for? Because if you don't know what you're investing for, how do you know when you want it? What does it cost? What's the game plan? At what point do you need to use the money? Because if you don't know these things, you don't understand time, time of realizing a goal. If you don't have an understanding of time, if that goal is today, tomorrow, the next day, how are you supposed to attach a strategy? And to say when you're younger in investing, that you should just uh, invest aggressively, right? Huge misconception to think about investments as one or the other. Today I had a conversation uh, where, you know, we were talking about it. I've been saying this for the last two or three years, we need to expect a crash. And I still believe we're gonna see a crash. Um, that being said, what do you do, right? And one of the suggestions that came out is buy silver. Now, for those that have uh, witnessed the lives every single week, you guys know that not too long ago, bought a kg of silver. So I got a kg of silver and I'm sitting there and uh, I say, okay, why? You know, because silver is a great investment, right? And I'm saying, okay, what do you mean invest in silver? He says, no, I'll basically stop all my investment contributions and buy silver. And I asked, is this a silver ETF? And he says, no, it's hard, hard silver. And this was, anyway, 
long story short, I don't know if you guys are finding the detailed uh, descriptions interesting, but long story short, this person actually wanted to buy actual silver every single month with the monthly contributions that he was using. And uh, he was about to do it. He was bent on it. I said, so what are you going to do? He says, no, I'm going to put in my request to cancel my contributions towards retirement vehicles and all of this. And I thought, okay, have you considered how much silver you're going to purchase? Because if you use that 400 rand <laughs> coin and you start buying that, at what point will you run out of space in your cupboards, in your safe? Um, at what point does your insurance bill go through the roof? At what point does your housing this thing and the risk and anxiety of having it? And we went through these discussions. I've spoken about gold and silver quite extensively. Unless we have a question, I'm not going to go and repeat that again. Um, and, and long story short, he came back to, oh, okay, let me, let's just keep whatever I, I, my strategy. I think I should just keep it going. Now, his strategy included multiple investments. But again, strategy, what does that mean? If you don't have time, you don't know how much risk you can afford to take. It is a misconception to go aggressive when you're young because the reality is if an emergency happens, what happens to that money and the market is down, you are cashing out a lower value, wasted your money, wasted your time, wasted your effort. Um, invest, not knowing the time frame and uh, okay, so, so time you guys understand, right? It's also one of the false narratives as real consequences, right? If you invest in the market, you might lose money is the false narrative because as much as it's true, people innately believe that enough for them to rather keep cash in the bank. And I've seen a lot of people do this, but then this is the real consequence, you know, false narrative versus real consequence. The effect of keeping cash in the bank is guaranteeing a loss on your money questions on that, right? Um, my friend's pushing me to purchase silver. <laughs> he said, it's the perfect time to buy. Is this true? Well, the perfect time to buy was when I bought, I suppose, because silver is quite steady, 2019, and I bought at a really cheap price, right? Um, pushing me to purchase silver, it still is. I mean, silver has a, has, a, has a solid future. To say it's a good time to buy, it's relative again. Now, this is very interesting. I can say, yes, you can buy silver. It can go up 11, 12%. Cool then what are you going to sell it? Because if you don't sell it, if you don't realize your return, at what point are you going to sell it? Then is it really an investment? We do have somebody that's requested to join. This is exciting. I hope somebody actually ends up coming on live instead of bombing out. Um, Shakur, I hope I answered your question. Uh, that, hey, we got somebody in. I can hear another person on the call connecting in. Uh, I'm going to carry on down a, another point, type of investments, because when you look at it, the false narrative is a tax-free account is great, right? A lot of people end up doing what? Getting sold tax-free accounts because it's a nice vehicle. Uh, it's a long-term vehicle. And then what? <coughs> when put, yo, somebody coughed in my ear. Uh, who is on the other line while I cannot see you? Check into the connection. What is happening? Hello? I can hear you. I can't see you. Anybody there? Hmm. I'll just wait and continue talking. Guys, can you hear me on your side? Oh, man. Okay, somebody, that person was unable to join for some reason. Good Wi-Fi connection here. Um, sorry that you couldn't join. I was talking about tax-free accounts. And essentially, what tends to happen then is if you need access to money and or you need to put a down payment for a house or you need to pay school fees and you only have a tax-free account with the right amount of money, you end up pulling that money out of a tax-free account and then what? You were sold something that wasn't right. You went to purchase something that wasn't right. You were suggested something for the wrong time, strategy, etc. Right, so strategy, mad important to do that. Uh, for those of you attending the masterclass, for those of you that are saving up to get it, for those of you that haven't got it, this is 2.6 terabytes, uh, complete immersive experience with an entire 87 page workbook and a freedom calculator that we designed to be intuitive from whatever position in life that you are in. If you do a calculation one side, it translates through and it actually gives you the date that you will be financially free, financially independent, and financially secure in. 
mad proud of the team. There were multiple development teams in this and uh, tons and tons of writing on my side and obviously the amazing graphics team that then created the masterpiece with the production team, etc. Guys, that masterclass is everything. Uh, as I close the chapter of financial planning uh, out there, you know, I'll still be in there because we're trying to change the industry. We're training the perfect advisor, getting out that stigma of the salesperson in the industry and uh, the financial advisors, coaches that we are training will find themselves back in the community and there to assist people at a fair fee and not just somebody that attaches a percentage to your wealth and sells you another product because it's good for you. That masterclass deals with that. It deals with all sorts of things from the first half of the masterclass has little to do with money. It has everything to do with you, a transformation, a breakthrough exercise that guarantees that you'll come out a different person ready to absorb the knowledge and then goes all the way to the perfect account setup. Um, man, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just mad excited about it. And uh, there's, there's going to be more that we, we're creating, but it has nothing to do with the finance masterclass. I believe that is the perfect and complete and ultimate guide to live your life on your own terms. Um, ad break over. <laughs> oh man, uh, guys, who's excited to join the masterclass? Go check it out. We've already got over 40 something. It could be 47 uh, registered users on the, on the platform. The platform is cool. There's forums, there's communities, and we're going to start engaging and bring you more on that, right? Whoa, here's a comment. The masterclass is amazing. Lovely content. <laughs> Worth it. Thank you very much. How far are you in the masterclass? Because I'm, I bet there's going to be, anyway, that's a topic for a different life. Um, let's look at false narratives, right? Unless there's questions and maybe I missed something and you wanted to know the answer to that, ask, right? False narratives, real consequences, right? Talk about productivity um, and turning your life around, I suppose, right? Because as a Muslim investor, it isn't all about investing, right? That's, that's actually the strategy and everything we've discussed so far. You know, we've got insurance and investing side. All you need to do is say, hey, click Sharia compliant investment and uh, the team will get in touch to have a proper discussion with you in the types of products and that you can buy. You think you have um, a not so good uh, investment, Sharia or non-Sharia. That's what the team's for. You know, uh, we in 2021, to imagine this world with all the information out there and expect you to get up to speed and educated on every technicality of, uh, of every investment thing out there, it's naive for any company. And uh, that's why, you know, what's important is trust, understanding, education is absolutely important. You just need to know what you're doing. You need to know why you're doing it. Strategy, all these things, very important. Book a session with somebody. Um, book a session on the site, right? But when it comes to financial products, 2021, there's no need to be talking product benefits and whatever else you get, right? It's important to know the actual effect of the reason you have a product, go back to Sharia life insurance and, uh, and have it, you know? Does it pay your debts halal, right? Estate taxes, costs of dying, that's indemnification fees, property transfers, all the things that happen, executors fees, right? And the nitty gritty costs of passing away. Don't leave a burden on anybody else is actually um, Islamic. It's a deed, right? Uh, another thing is don't go two days without bequeathing an asset. So that's why I mentioned earlier that when you go on the site and you say request a free will, you, you want to also tie in this experience of your insurance, et cetera, with one, one aspect of why you're going to get this halal life insurance. And if you want more um, to do that, then uh, perhaps I can arrange a mufti to come on on the show on a Monday evening. Show of hands, just normal hands up. If you think that will be quite cool to have as a session. Um, going back to false narratives of productivity, right? You know, the, the, I just went off on a tangent to say products aren't everything, investments aren't everything, you should have them. But how do you succeed in your journey? Financial freedom, living life on your own terms, right? The first step is actually getting up and doing something, right? And it's it's, it's a false narrative when people say, you know, like, I want to lose weight and I need to diet. It's a false narrative, 
right? Because if you look at, if you look at the real effect, right? The real problem at hand isn't the excuse that you're saying, I need to, I need to, I need to, because if you don't address the root problem, the simple way of looking at it is calories in, calories out. There's enough personal trainers, um, there's enough uh, fitness people out there in the communities to know that this is actually what it is, right? Mizi Sheikh, thanks for the hands up there. Uh, hey, Kasim Sara, Walaikum Salam, what's happening? Uh, nice to have you here. Keleto, hands up, hands up. So you guys would like that. Uh, oh wait, I'm confusing the waves with other hands up, but thanks for your guys, right? Um, I need to improve my productivity. Maybe I need an app. Maybe I need this tool. Maybe I need that tool. And uh, if you look at it, the, the reality is everything in your life is controlled by what time and whose time is it? We all have this thing over here. My whole life runs on this actually, not the calendar on the, on the computer or anything like that. It's palm of my hand. I can open up my phone and see exactly what needs to go on in the day. And guess who controls that calendar? Me. There's something there that's wasting my time. I move it out. If I know there's something really important to get done, uh, case in point, another tomorrow morning, then do I have business staying up till 12? If I do, I know there's a consequence. But we deal, we approach, and we look at it honestly. This is how we approach things in life. That's how you minimize procrastination. That's how you minimize um, the, the, the false narratives that you tell yourself, you know. Um, I do this because of that, and maybe I do. And, you know, the reality is I say it like this quite, you know, black or white. Um, but it has been years of practice. And I do understand that whoever, wherever you are in your journey, right? Uh, no, I don't trade crypto, James Blaine. Uh, I did a whole session on crypto for two hours on the YouTube channel. Um, in fact, if you look at, anyway, I'll wait for actual questions. Um, I have traded crypto, I suppose. I hope that fully answers your question, right? Um, any other further questions, just ask. I was saying it's okay. But the importance is if you just, especially as the world is going through all the different things that you're going to find and overwhelm you online, come back to basics, understand that there's a difference between the things we tell ourselves and uh, the ideas that we had on a concept, whether it's investing or keeping money in the bank or productivity or anything else we've discussed so far, the opinions of others, um, come back to, to one plus one, right? Strategy, um, if you understand how money grows, time, the types of investments you choose, and in general in life, control your time, uh, control what you what you what you you have to do. Right? There's there's actually quite a lot of time in the day. Uh, let's look at another problem over here. Uh, when it comes to businesses, right? Because actually, before I go there, I skipped a whole section. Right? The what I wanted to talk about is investing ideas for 2021. Right? Investing ideas this year. When it comes to halal, Sharia ways of investing, we went through the five important things, right? Strategy, risk, time, types of investment, which we'll go through now, and understanding how money grows, right? Famous one, halal investment, property, right? It's a cool game, right? Property, you buy a property and you rent it out. You've created rental income. Uh, that's called buying to let. You can buy a property, fix it up, and sell it that there is flipping properties. And you can buy a property subdivided and rent it to multiple places. Property involves location, property involves the state of the condition of it and the use of it, right? Many, many ways to make money in property, right? But the most common way is the one where you buy it, leverage from the bank, and your rental income comes in and you hope to cover your rental your, your repayments, your costs of the property with your rental income. The thing about property, this is comes back to coming back to today in every, every little piece of information that you get, right? Property is good, but property can be cuck. Simple as that. How, why, what do you mean? This is where it gets nitty gritty, right? Do you put a deposit today? 
is this property that you're going to stay in? Because life, life, life can get like that sometimes. You know how many times I've heard somebody in the community say, no, I'm buying the property as an investment, but I'm going to live in it. If you're living in it, it's not an investment. And maybe in the long run, uh, I'll keep it as an investment and property is a good investment. Lie. Because if you, it's relative to the times. Property currently growth rates 3%, right? So capital appreciation. Uh, rental yields at risk because people don't have money in this day and age. Property can be good, right? So is this a cycle? Is it a buyer's market? Interest rates are low, right? FYI, interest rates haram. So Sharia investing, normal investing. How are you looking at property? What are your false narratives that you have around investing? And... Uh, do you find yourself uh, kind of believing something Sharia and holding strict to them? And sometimes you're a bit lenient on the other side when it comes to other things. And why is that? Show of hands. Have you ever been uh, somebody that does that? Right? Because your life, investing, everything to do with how you manage your money towards a certain goal or objective in the future has to be met with intention, with purpose, to act forward towards your objective, right? So you, you've got to look at it from that perspective. If you are going to stay in the place renting versus buying, there is some, there's maths that will tell you what's better or not. Investing in property is not a clear cut thing. There can be bad investments that you can make that just eat up your, 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 your cash flow. Did you have game plans that you needed to apply in your life, money to and cash flow, and you overcommitted on a property? Very real problems that we see in the world. So it's a type to consider investing. Uh, however, what's most important thing over there? Have a discussion. You've got financial coaches on the side, book a session. What does it take away from you? Nothing. Book a session, open up your options, get clear, prepare for your sessions and uh, derive ultimate value. We've got a few people on, on coaching and they're loving it. So, they're actually enjoying it way better than just sitting with somebody that is there to sell you something. Cool. And you discuss real problems, right? Open it up situationally relative to your goals and what you're working towards. Okay, properties one, we covered it. I don't see questions, I'm moving on. Um, shares, we spoke about shares. You could buy shares directly. You could buy into ETFs, exchange-traded funds. You can do it yourself using certain platforms. And uh, you can approach asset management companies and purchase into their mutual funds or unit trust accounts. And you can definitely purchase them from the salespeople of the products, right? All ways of looking at purchasing baskets of shares from these companies and asset managers to buying them directly, holding and applying a strategy, whether you value investing or you are trading, right? Trading, hmm. What happens? Is it allowed to trade a share, uh, buying low, selling high, and trying to time that market if the share is a Sharia compliant share? Uh, Sharia way shouldn't be an option. It's important. Muslims being positive about Sharia plans will increase your risk. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, however, it's relative. The point I make here, Kasim um, Sarah. You'll be surprised how many people have different points of view when it comes to Sharia investing, which is why I'm encouraging a discussion. So you make an absolute valid point. However, there are people that believe retirement annuities are haram. And a retirement annuity is just a container, right? So retirement annuity, I don't have that many containers on my desk, but imagine, I don't know, a cup or a glass, right? All can hold liquid. The type of liquid in there is going to tell you what is allowed. So you can put alcohol in here. This whole product becomes a haram product. You put Red Bull or water, something is halal, in here, it becomes halal. The container made no difference. So you get views like that when it comes to the market. Uh, and, and that generally comes from a misunderstanding, right? A lack of understanding, a lack of uh, information. And it comes from different points of view that are, that are shared within the community. So valid point, agree, you do the right thing. And like anything, your destiny, your, we, we do have guests here, right? Um, we'll, we'll show its path, right? It's the same as karma, right? You, it'll come around. 
it'll come around either which way. So everything, there's a saying in Islam, um, Arabic saying that says, which is directly translated to be every action is judged based on intention, right? So wholeheartedly agree with your point, uh, being positive about your, your game plan, your Sharia plans. You know, the reality on the other side as well, Qasim Sarah, this is another thing when it comes to Sharia insurance, right? We did a poll in the beginning of this live, show of hands, how many people think uh, life insurance is haram? I want to ask you that question. And uh, again, we're all friends here. We are all family here. And we are just having a proper discussion. There ain't no judgment or anything here. So it doesn't matter whether we're right or wrong as long as we learn and grow, right? However, there are many people out there that believe life insurance is haram, right? When in fact, it's actually halal. And it exists, a Sharia life insurance product. And you can find it on the site if you go request access to a free will. And if that's a bit confusing, we'll make a platform to say, I want Sharia life insurance. But that's also on the insurance and investing side where you say life insurance, Sharia compliant option, name, fill in your details and submit. We'll get the team to contact you. However, many people out there that still believe staunchly that it's Sharia way or no other way, but their Sharia way, is incredibly, I mean, what's halal? It means, yes, yes, really, absolutely. Um, and you're welcome to DM me further or get on a live session right now, request to join this video and ask like deeper questions because the people here that would love to hear this out. Um, but there are still people out there that refrain from them having life insurance. Person passes away, guess what happens? Family fighting, which is, uh, it's, it's haram, it's not allowed. It's, it's, you shouldn't, right? Break ties with family members debt, use of debt, lifestyle costs, etc., And that burden is dealing directly with institutional debt. And uh, then what? Right? I'm not saying, uh, I mean, it's one example. And so, so the reasoning behind classifying it as halal, this is why I asked earlier, I was having this chat with uh, Mufti Ahmed Suleiman, and uh, it's just a governance, right? So a sustainably sourced funding Right, and uh, they got a whole thing that's that's with OCAF, etc. I can get the the actual details, but it's a relatively new product. So as we were consulting over the last couple of months, um, it's it's halal, right? However, this is out of interest sake, the reasoning behind it, life insurance has been halal before Sharia life insurance product existed. So traditional out the box, whatever you buy, it's based on intention, right? Because Life insurance is allowed to cover the cost of debt, to cover the taxes of debt, and to cover your debts. It always has been, the last couple of years at least, and has been fact-checked and been spoken about by different ulama and muftis, and muftis specifically because they have the right to say that um, for a good couple of years, right? And then this is my point when it comes to certain confusions. Our community members maybe take it a bit differently, maybe have an old-school version of thought. You know, there was a point in time when medical aid was haram, and that wasn't too long ago. And this happens, uh, different laws are passed in different countries. And uh, I suppose one of the justifications of it is, uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. DM me, Kasim uh, and Mr. C. Dot. I love your name, man. It catches me every time. C. Dot uh, with a C and D-A-T. But uh, that's generally the intentional perspective behind it. The clinical perspective of making a labeled Sharia fund I would love to uh, get you that answer live or perhaps a recording. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll schedule a session. So everybody keen on uh, attending that DM me because to arrange a guest is going to warrant a good, good, good audience. Uh, alternatively, I'll find an answer for you privately if you send a message anyway, if it's just a one or two people that uh, are interested to know the technical specifications of the definition, right? Let's carry on with uh, investing ideas, right? When and, and why I came back to this was because I started talking about business, right? You could invest in businesses. You can invest in gold, silver. You can invest in sukuks. We spoke about that. You could start your own business, right? And obviously starting a business selling uh, or dealing with haram things according to the list. Uh, yeah, that goes without saying can't do that. But starting a business these days is could be a very good investment of your time. You know, I've been saying this from 2018, 2017, that the world is 
about to create a standard that at least the average person will have at least two sources of income. And uh, I know most people are already thinking about it. They've been thinking about it through last year and perhaps the year before, or at least started discussing those things. And when it comes to that, we've got a lot of uh, requests and we are creating something for um, entrepreneurs. We're going to label it for female entrepreneurs because we've had a large request from female business owners, people that want to start businesses and uh, have no technical understanding. The world seems a bit too complicated and we've helped a lot of female businesses uh, come out the other side and start getting profitable and uh, empowered the entrepreneurs to understand their businesses better. And so we're going to be creating um, what we have technically. So uh, send messages, direct messages, if you'd like to be part of this business accelerator program. Um, I'm involved, obviously. (laughs) And we've got um, a few other people from the My Money Talks team when it comes to digitalization, uh, when it comes to specialization, marketing, marketing. the whole online vibe and what you need to do. I mean, sales and all the things that need to happen in this engine for your business to start operating properly. Um, here's a question from Kasim Sarah. If one has extra funds, which there's no use for. No use for, that's the best type of funds. When you don't need them, right? The best way to invest. Okay, do you have time to actively manage? Because if you have time, right? Time is a valuable resource, right? You could buy a business, right? You could. You could then spend your time running that business. You could spend the time negotiating. Maybe you, uh, you know, when you, when you look at buying businesses, you always, you know, one of the methods is you look at a, uh, the profit for the year and you take a multiple of that year, especially these times around us, perhaps there's good infrastructure in a business, in a brand, in an IP or something that you may be willing, that you're excited about, that you may be willing to purchase and continue to run and grow. You're looking at less hands-on investing. You want passive investments. You're looking at uh, investing in shares, getting a dividend, right? Always timeless. You want to buy and hold if you don't need the money. Again, it's relative to your asset allocation. You know, when we were talking about, we spent two hours on, uh, on Bitcoin. Now, I'm not an endorser of Bitcoin. I'm just open to looking at all the things available in the market, right? Because there's property funds that are crowdsourced or we say community sourced that come into problems. There are funds that have dodgy accounting structures that you don't know about, but yet they, they may be uh, giving some decent returns until what? You know, and, and there's so many alter, uh, you know, ultimate risks when you don't understand what you're getting into. It's so important to understand it. But if you have extra money lying around, what my point is, you can afford to take some luxuries of risk for the time frame. If you have a good strategy, then somebody who doesn't have money, they can't lose. Because if you have money, you can't lose. Again, considering you're working towards a goal, you've got to build up that emergency fund, which is investing, I suppose, but you've got to keep it at a low risk because until you've built up your cushion to upgrade to the next level of the strategy that you need to apply in your investments, then uh, that is what it is. So if you've got money to throw away, what's the objective? What's the time? Do you understand how money grows? Do you have time? Are you excited about something? Is it passive? Is it active? And then you come down to where's the best place to use that money? And what are you expecting out of it over the time frame based on that strategy? What, is that, uh, what are the contingencies built into the strategy? And at what point, you know, they call it risk tolerance when it comes to traditional investing space. But, you know, is this a place where you're going to throw money and forget about it? Or are you going to look at it now and then and imagine situations? Are you entrepreneurial like that? Are you passively entrepreneurial? Meaning when you look at your investments grow, you, you actively want to understand it and make different decisions, Right. Cool question. Thanks for asking that. Um, What else do we have here? Any investment ideas that you guys have been hearing about that you may want to ask about, please ask a question because other than that, we are going to wrap up the live. You know, when it comes to problems in business, again, send me a DM if you want to be part of the Female Business Accelerator. If you're male and you want to join in this, no issues, you know. I'm just seeing a trend 
We have majority females in the marketplace. I do stand for female empowerment. I help as many as I can. The Money Talks team is majority female. And, uh, you know, you guys just rock. In my personal opinion, <laughs> females rock and roll in, in, in your environment if you don't have enough of them. <laughs> they are incredible people. They are, <laughs> the people I work with are incredible people, but it's just the attention to detail. I just, I just, it's, it's, it's the best thing to see our young females come out, become leaders in society. And so, again, I'm digressing. Drop us a DM. If you're male, welcome to join men. Uh, this is a community and, uh, you know, success through everything in 2021. Those are the differences between Sharia investing and normal investing uh, and the new trend of sustainable investing, ESG. I'm surprised we didn't have questions about that. But for those that have just joined, thanks for joining. However, um, if you haven't checked it out, we are signing out here. Go check out the website. My masterclass is live. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's on the page. Let me know your thoughts about it. You know, I didn't get uh, to ask you guys that in this session. If you enjoyed the trailer, uh, props to the production team. We had a lot of fun filming that. And for those that are uh, enrolled in the masterclass, well done. You got your 20% discount. For everybody else, if you haven't, the ultimate guide to live life on your own terms, it is everything, A to Z. And you apply it in your life and you'll forever use the resource onwards. The workbook journal, the calculator, freedom, calculator pack, that will literally is your compass on mathematics and your decisions of how money is flowing in your life, assets in, money out, everything. It's complex. If you happen to have debts, it, it factors in uh, the dates that you'll pay your debts by multiply. And it, it takes that into your ultimate line of financial freedom, independence and security as milestones saying exactly when you are going to reach those points based on your habits. And the masterclass allows you to understand the, theoretical knowledge, uh, learn new skills, and then transitions you to apply all of that in your life with meaning, with purpose to exactly what you want and to live on your own terms. Mizi Sheikh, I'm not sure what you're laughing at over there, but uh, drop me a message after this and I'd love to know what you're laughing at. Guys, lots of love. Thank you very much for joining this live. Fatima, you joined at the end. Thanks for being here. The recording will be saved on the profile. Have a good evening. Assalamu alaikum.